0: hits all the time. We
1: are family. Xers are double digit case.
2: We're busting hours,
1: kick yours. Fun to watch. On fifteen.
2: Respect all, fear none. Into
1: the upper deck.
2: Pepsi is not a Oh, mercy! Five,
1: four, three,
0: two, one.
3: Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast, everybody. From the Mass and Newsroom, I am Bobby Blanco. And of course, we are brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. We're about halfway through summer camp and just eight days away from opening day, so want to talk some actual baseball this episode. We'll be joined by MLB.com's Jessica Camerato in just a bit on the other half of the podcast. But first I want to talk about uh, Daniel Hudson and and play a clip from one of his press conferences earlier this week. He had some very interesting insight into the decision-making process he and his wife went through in terms of when he would decided to play in 2020.
4: Yeah, we, we talked about it. Um, It was, there was a long conversation that we had um, trying to figure out, you know, if, and if, and when, and if it made sense for me to opt out or not, um, but in the end, uh, you know, we just made the decision that let's just, let's just give it a go and, and see how it goes. Um, my family will not be here with me for most of the season. They're, they might come up for like a week next week, but then they're just going to go back to, to Phoenix. We were on the East Coast for a few weeks anyway leading up to this. So uh, we've been out of Phoenix. We got out of there, I guess, at the right time. And right when everything was spiking, we went back and visited with some family back home. So they've been on the East Coast for about a month now. And then they're going to come up and visit for about a week, and then and then head back. So,
1: it, is that? I mean, it's a big sacrifice to leave your family for that amount of time. Um, you know, I know other guys are doing it as well. How 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 tough is that to do? And does it? You know, you hope people out there understand what you guys are doing here. That it's not just as simple as showing up to play baseball.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, but um, you know, it's just part of it. Uh, I, it's probably more difficult on my wife than anybody. You know, having three kids, one you know under six by herself but you know she was willing to make the sacrifice and i felt like uh you know i needed to be here with the guys to to try to get this thing going um yeah i mean it's it's nothing we haven't been through before i mean i was without them for multiple months at a time last year you know coming from toronto and they they were back in arizona they you know public schools open in july in arizona so where we live anyways so i didn't see them in for except for about a week uh for labor day last year anyway and then uh they came obviously for the world series but that was about the only time i saw them last all last summer so it's something we haven't been through before it's just part of you know the job and you know like i said that i think i feel like it's harder on the spouses more than anything and they deserve all the credit not not us we just go play baseball and you know they keep the fort they hold the fort down and they're uh they're rock stars from in my in my eyes anyways
3: Obviously, many players and their families are going through what Daniel Hudson and his family are going through and facing in this difficult, difficult time in 2020. Um, So I thought of some good insight from him. Um, into the decision that he and his wife made. And also I think it's important to remember that these players are people too, and they're going through this difficult time just like you and me. So thank you, Daniel, for those those impressive words. All right, baseball stuff. Around the start of summer camp, Davey Martinez said that Carter Keeboom is the Nats' everyday third baseman. And when addressing the media, Carter mentioned that he has more work to do.
5: Yeah, so I, I finished camp um, getting more and more reps, uh, game reps. Um, which were huge for me over at that new position to see balls off the bat differently. And, um, and then in practice, the biggest thing was get, get the feet in the right direction and, and the footwork and, um, line up your throws, um, and that, in that way. But, um, uh, you know, in, in terms of, in terms of practicing, I can't, say I couldn't do any game stuff, but, um, the practice, I, I really didn't stop. Um, I was able to, I was able to go, um, get to a place and, uh, just one on one with a guy, with my guy back home, and um, we we didn't stop. I, I hit. Um, I took ground balls. Uh, it's diff- obviously I, I didn't get to go out on the field very often. I got to do that a couple times before I came out here, um, but it, it was. Uh, I, I feel very good. Uh, my arm feels good. Uh, my legs feel great right now. So. Uh, you know, getting back out there for the first time, taking them on the field and stuff like that again, it, it really did, it didn't really feel uh, like I, I missed a beat from, from spring training. Um, I think the only thing that's going to be different is, is getting the timing back for, for the hitting again. Um, but, but I think that, that'll come pretty quickly uh, the more we see some pitchers here coming up.
0: Um,
5: when you have your manager, Davey, give you a vote of confidence and say he's our third baseman, is that a big deal to you right now? Uh, does that make you feel good? And, um, or do you have other things to worry about? What does it mean to have your manager give you that confidence? That's awesome. Um, I mean, but I'll be honest, the the first thing that ran through my head um, was, let's keep the job. Um, It's one thing to get one, but it's another thing to keep it and and, uh, progress that way. So that's kind of where my head's at right now.
3: That's possibly one question Mark crossed off the Nationals list, but another one, of course, is the fifth starter spot, Austin Voth spoke with the media on Monday and talked about his preparation for taking the role.
1: I don't know if you're going to be scheduled to pitch in any of the the three exhibition games. Um, If not, can these outings inter-squad like this, um, can that provide not just the the work you need, but like the competitive environment that you need to feel ready to pitch in a a real game here in a couple weeks?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, um, just seeing our facing our hitters and then, uh, if I do pitch in an expedition game, um, just seeing more of different other hitters um, in our league, um, that's going to help me out tremendously throughout the season, just being able to see them. Um, it's just another team that I get to face and kind of figure things out with my stuff and and kind of go through the, the steps of how I'm going to approach each batter, just like a regular season game.
1: Given the... Um you know, the uncertainty of your role at this point, are you able to just treat these as preparation for the season? Or in the back of your mind, are you thinking, uh, you know, I need to show them something I need to to actually perform in some capacity in these outings?
0: I'm just going out there and and trying to hit my spots and whatever happens, happens.
2: Being a a candidate to be the fifth starter, how do you put the fact that there is that you are in the running for it out of your mind just every time that you go pitch and just focus
0: i mean i've been preparing for this role like the whole off season down in florida like it it hasn't i haven't stopped preparing for it i'm i'm ready if i get the role so it's, it's something that i'm ready for i'm ready to take it on.
3: Now I'm joined by Nationals beat writer for MLB.com, Jessica Camerato. Jess, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me on a Zoom call.
2: It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good many, to see you too. Many worlds away. To yeah.
3: the computer. <laughs> I know it's crazy times and I can't imagine how crazy this has been for you. I mean, you're not new to covering professional sports um, and joining a new beat, but I mean, this has to have been a crazy ride for you. You start covering a new team, you report to spring training, uh, you attempt to move to a new city, but then everything shuts down and, and you're heading back home. <laughs> it must have been a crazy first couple of weeks on the job for you.
2: Yeah, it was a it was really interesting. It's going into the clubhouse being like, these were all the people that I'm going to be you you plan to be around all these people for basically like the next, I don't know, eight, nine months. And then all of a sudden, it's all halted. And you're like, Oh, hello, person that I once used to talk to in person. Now I'm going to have a zoom conversation with
3: you all the time right yeah so we're getting very familiar with zoom and again thank you so much for joining me uh, paul mancato who's working the scene behind the scenes wanted me to ask you about the sixers but i kind of had to uh shove him away because we, we want to talk baseball here um we're <laughs> we're halfway a little more than halfway uh through summer camp um, and eight days away, just from opening day. Uh, what's been kind of your takeaway? You've been to the park a couple of times, but keeping your distance as well, trying to stay safe. What's been your kind of overview of national summer camp so far, and how they're preparing for the regular season?
2: There's definitely the emphasis on pitching this season. I mean, makes sense, right? Yeah. Like. What these guys did last season, they threw over, a, it was like 153 postseason innings. So we know what they can do and how key the pitchers are. So that's been the big focus. And it's especially trying to figure out who that fifth starter is going to be, because unlike in the past, they don't want to do the whole by committee thing. And Joe Ross, as you guys saw too, like he stood out in spring training and he seemed to be the top contender. Now it's trying to figure out between both and Fetty who will fill that role. But it's also really interesting, too, in spring training because you want to focus – sorry, summer camp – you want to focus on the roster, and then the question is like, well, who is the roster? Because there's still so many key parts. I mean, as of today, Wednesday, you still haven't seen – Juan Soto, Victor Robles and Howie Kendrick and then you know you have guys on the injured list so it's just a matter of like what does the team look like on July 23rd and then what's it going to look like even in August as all these protocols are in place
3: right and wow uh, limited access to the players and camp and you already know exactly what I wanted to talk about you mentioned the fifth <laughs> starter spot um we heard from Austin Voth earlier in the podcast he, he met with the media on Monday um, talking about his preparation, and you know, he kind of shrugged off. I felt like the the idea that he's competing with Eric Fetty for this job. We know Joe Ross is, is out of the equation for this season, so it's going to come down between both and Fetty. Um, what have you make of from what the limited action you've seen from those two, and how do you think those shake up um, the and, and the competition for the fifth starter spot?
2: It's interesting because one thing that uh, that Davy said was it's not necessarily like who's the most ready, but it's who is going to be the best fit to be a starter. And then who could be the best fit to throw a good stretch of innings out of the bullpen. So you're essentially assessing two different kinds of, two different kinds of roles there. But one thing that stood out to me about both was he literally used the term I'm ready like 500 times. He said that that's the role that he prepared for in Florida. So there is no question that he is locked in on becoming the fifth starter And I wouldn't be surprised if the nod does go to him, uh, at least to start the season.
3: Yeah, definitely, and and before the shutdown, I mean, of course, it was only a handful of games, but it seemed like both had a small leg up on Fetty. Even then, uh, he had way more strikeouts than walks. Um, only gave up one run to uh, Fetty's three earned runs, five total. Um, and and now we're moving forward with that spot. And of course, Joe Ross, like I said, is not in this equation. Uh, but even looking back to last season, I'm not exactly sure how much you you have studied the end of last season. But uh, both seem to be have a stronger outings as starter um, and near the end of the season, when, when him and, and Fetty and, and Joe Ross at certain times were trying to cover up for the lack of Max Scherzer when he was on the injured list. Um, and then Fetty finished the season pretty strong, coming out of the bullpen, um, having three straight uh, scoreless outings out of the out of the pen uh, in September. So I think it's interesting how it's going to shake up. And you're right, both choice of words were also pretty interesting in that he's preparing for this role specifically, um, and he's almost acting as if he already has that spot. Speaking of acting like he already has a spot, we know that Carter Keyboom is the everyday third baseman as of right now per Davey Martinez a couple weeks ago, he also spoke that how he is kind of like, all right, I have the job, but now I have to keep it. Um, what have you seen from Carter? Again, it's, it's not too much from right now in terms of the workouts and the inter squad games, but how do you think Carter's progressing in terms of being able to be the nationals every day starting third baseman?
2: I think that the delay definitely helped him give him some time, a few months to like, Regroup and figure out exactly what he needed to work on. And the Nationals were specific. They wanted him to work on his defense during the delay, and they specifically wanted him to work on his footwork. So during spring training, and I do appreciate this about kiboom he was very candid. During spring training, he was like, look, I can do all the practice that I want in the offseason, but this is game speed. This is totally different. So now he then had a few months to, like, adjust to that, soak that all in, and now comes back even more ready – than he was before and it does help him to have Cabrera there too because they were developing like a mentor type role. Cabrera is a great veteran to have around so Kibum definitely has someone to go to in addition to the coaches if he has questions.
3: Right and I think before the shutdown and coming into the season it was more of a The question felt like around Keeboom was more of a, is it a concern? Which is more concerning, the bat or the defense? Because we know he hasn't played defense at the major league level at third base for too long, at all, actually. uh, And only some action in AAA last year. And then we saw he had a hot start to his major league career when he was called up last spring uh, in 2019. But it cooled off really quickly. Maybe the question isn't what's your biggest concern, but maybe what are you keeping an eye on closer? His defense or his bat as we near uh, opening day?
2: Personally, for me, looking at his defense, you know, this team is built where with this lineup, they're capable of getting hot offensively. But defense, when you're playing third base, that's such a key position. And Martinez has said repeatedly in a 60 game season, making a difference of one or two runs is going to be critical on whether or not even make the playoffs. So you definitely want to have your defense locked in. And then if he has some off nights at the plate, they do have the power around him to kind of compensate for that.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. And speaking of power that's missing right now, you touched on it earlier too. Juan Soto and Victor Robles were here July 15th, eight days away from opening day. They still have not reported to camp what level of concern do you have or that they're not there yet? Um, are, are we anticipating that they're going to arrive to Nationals Park soon? Um, I know that you know teams and the Nationals have to be very careful with what information they release in this time, especially when it comes to players' health, um, if they come in contact or nearby players who have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, but what, what's your level of concern in terms of they're not even being there?
2: Well, here's what's... Challenging about this whole situation is they haven't even gone through any workouts yet. And Davey has made it clear that once players are cleared to participate in workouts, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to put them on the field because they have to get geared up the same way that guys did coming in early July. And he pointed out, if you have an oblique strain or something like that, that normally would have you out 60 games during the regular season, no big deal, April, May, so much left. That's it. That's it. So he doesn't want to rush these guys back. So there's really no time frame because once they're clear to be on the field, then they have to do more work to even be clear to play in games.
3: Right. But he also mentioned that the plus side is that they're both pretty young, um, full of energy (laughs) and and are able to kind of not plug and play exactly. But once they're ready, there's no I don't think Dave Martinez will have any issues um, easing them in. He can probably just plug and play them once he deems them ready. Do you see that being the case as well?
2: Yeah, it's not like they're going to have to build chemistry or get adjusted. I mean, look, I'm pretty sure that Juan Soto can just hit home runs in his sleep. So once he does get cleared to play, I do think that it will click pretty quickly.
3: All right. And now just eight days away from opening day. What's the one thing, if something we haven't touched on, maybe that you're looking over this last week of summer camp and an opening night against the Yankees?
2: Oh, that is a good question because we have Mm -hmm. covered so much. You know what I'm interested in, and it's not like a huge big-picture thing, but I'm looking to see how they round out their roster. They have extra spots now, and during spring training, it was like, who's going to be the 26th man? Will it be Stevenson? Will it be Bonifacio? And now there's the opportunity to see a lot more players, and I'm particularly intrigued by what they're going to do with the guys that are at the alternate training site. That's a, that's a really interesting part of the way that they're using the 60-man man, player pool, you have prospects and minor league guys that we could see a lot earlier than we would have been in a normal time. So I'm interested in seeing how some of the guys we wouldn't have normally seen in a regular season, maybe what's going to happen with them.
3: Right, and yeah, Mike Rizzo and David Martinez have their work cut out for them as well. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting how you kind of not just – lower the pool down to 30, but then you have to do it again to 20, 28 in a couple of weeks and then 26 again. So all all teams and the nationals have to figure out how to kind of manage their roster size. Jess, thank you so much for joining me. I know you got to get going. We've got a couple of zooms to hop on later this afternoon um, from nationals park. So thanks so much for joining me.
2: Thank you. And I want, I do want to give a shout out while we're on here. Yeah. To your your coworker and my colleague, Mark Zuckerman. I have a new nickname for him. I'm gonna start calling him like Waze or Google Maps because in all of this craziness, he has been like the best tour guide. So I did not get lost to spring training, and my first time at Nats Park did not get lost thanks to him. So I've got to give him a shout-out for that one. We
3: are truly blessed to have someone like Mark Zuckerman on our side, and he's a joy to work with every single day. So you're absolutely right. Um, I hope he's listening and he hears that. Give Jess a follow on Twitter, at Jessica Camerato, and then, of course, check out her work on MLB.com and Nationals.com. Jess, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks again to Jessica Camerato for joining me and thanks to Paul Mancano and Hannah Broder for all their help behind the scenes. This is going to do it for this week's episode of the Mass and All Access podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. I'll have Mark Zuckerman back on the podcast and we'll be doing some season predictions and looking ahead to the 2020 regular season opening day. Is just eight days away. I'm Bobby Blanco, at Bobby Blanco on Twitter. Feel free to tweet me any comments or questions about the pod. And the Mass Access podcast is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. We'll see you next week.